At the time when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. That what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali toward the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every infirmity among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria. And they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan, the Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, as we reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 12 to 25, there are a few things that I would like us to unpack briefly. The first one, when Jesus hears that John has been arrested, what does he do? If you go to the Gospel of Luke, you realize that Jesus and John the Baptist cousins and because they are cousins surely Jesus must have been affected by the arrest on John but there's something that I find absolutely amazing is that it does not allow the arrest of John to derail him from the plan of God and there's something we could learn not to allow any negative thoughts to steal the moment of grace. Not to allow a temporary measure to steal or take away that which is permanent. Life can be difficult. Life has been difficult for a great number of people. And there have been great responses. There are those who have risen above any situation and have refused to remain down. They have refused to remain victims. And so they have said, while life has thrown a lemon, I'm going to make a lemonade out of it. And so too, that could be the attitude of our lives. What can I take out of this experience and how can I make it better for myself? That's the first thing that speaks to me. That Jesus refuses 
to be drawn down by this negative situation in his family. The second one is that Jesus starts going around and he goes visiting people, which is an important phrase for me. And I argue and I say, unless I move out of my comfort zones, I'm most likely not to grow in life. What are the things that I need to do? What are the things that I need to do? But equally important, where should I start? Because most of us know what we need to do. But it is the how. How do I get to that goal? How do I achieve that can be a bit tricky for some of us. And so I love the concept that Jesus is able to move away from the comfort zone, is able to make the first move, is able to trust and to execute his plan. It is always good to have a plan, but it is perfect to execute the plan. Start doing that which needs to be done. And that's the second principle that I find uh, appropriate as the Lord teaches us today. The third principle that I find absolutely amazing. As he moves into Galilee, he teaches, he preaches, and he heals. These are three great teachings, or rather uh, identities of Jesus as a teacher, as a preacher, and as a healer. If you go to St. Jerome, Jerome argues and he says, ignorance of scriptures is the ignorance of God. And therefore, am I able, am I willing to be taught by God? Am I open to be taught by God? And what are the lessons that I think I need in my life? What are the lessons that we need as a community, as a church, and as a family? What is it that Jesus preaches about? Only one word, repent. And in Greek, the word is metanoia, change of heart, change of attitude, change of direction. Do I need to repent? Do I need to have a paradigm shift? Do I need to do things differently? Are they things that I've been doing in the past that are not bearing the desirable fruits? The third word is to heal. Quite a great number of us are hurt. We are hurting. And we've been struggling with physical ailments, psychological, mental, emotional. Quite a number of people have struggled over the years. Where do I need the healing touch of God? Where can I invite the Lord to heal us as a family, as a community, as a church, as a country. The last thing that speaks to me in here is that Jesus goes about and he heals all kinds of diseases and every infirmity. So there is absolutely nothing that God cannot do. He's able to heal every infirmity. 
is able to come into our lives and to give us a new start and a new beginning. But what happened then when Jesus had done this? A great crowds started to follow him because they saw that this man was doing something absolutely powerful. And it is only when they follow him that they realize that they too are called to become disciples to their own brothers and sisters. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.